Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at Whit Riverside. Well, hello and welcome back to Riverside Online. It's great to have you back with us again today. One of the things that's brought me the most enjoyment, I think, around Christmas time is watching our children open their presents. I can remember one year back uh, in the late, it would have been in the late uh, 90s, we'd, um, we'd managed to get them a PlayStation 1 as a surprise present. And rather than putting it under the Christmas tree and wrapping it with the rest of the presents, we, uh, we decided to create a treasure hunt. So on Christmas morning, uh, the boys opened all their other presents. They were very happy with what they got. And then we handed them a clue. And this clue took them to another clue hidden somewhere else in the house. And then another clue. And they were running frantically from place to place, uh, trying to find the treasure that we'd hidden. And um, I, um, I texted the boys, my boys, who are now grown up, grown men, and said, do you remember the treasure hunt we did? And, and Josh said, yes, I remember it. I remember exactly where the PlayStation was hidden. It was hidden in a, in a in sort of a, a towel-in box we had on the, on the landing on the top of the house there, wrapped in a towel, so I remember it really clearly. And so this treasure hunt was a lovely thing for them to do. We all love to find treasure. We all love to go on a treasure hunt. Back in 1979, there was a book released called Masquerade. Uh, and this was a book by an artist called Kit Williams. And Kitter decided that he wanted to create a book that people would really have to study and look at intently rather than discarding quickly. So he created a treasure hunt. He, he, uh, he manufactured uh, this beautiful 18-karat gold hair uh, jewellery, bejeweled with ju- rubies and moonstones. And uh, he decided to hide this piece of jewellery, which was worth probably, well, in today's money, worth about £25,000, so quite a significant sum. He decided to hide this hair and then put the clues to the hair's location in this book called Masquerade. And so on August the 7th, way back in 1979, uh, Kit buried this hair uh, in a park in Bedfordshire and he placed it inside a ceramic cask to frustrate any people with metal detectors and uh, a celebrity called Bamba Gascoigne of 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 the Open University quiz fame. Um, Open University? Uh, University Challenge, that's what it was called. Bamba was there to witness the, um, the burial of this, this hair in this secret place in this park in Bedfordshire. And then Kit announced the release of the book. And the book was a phenomenon. It sold out its first print run in two days. Everyone was, was keen to find the treasure. Everyone was, people were flying in from different countries trying to find where this treasure might have been buried. Inside this book, there were 15 paintings and uh, the, each painting was a clue towards the location uh, of, uh, well, this hair. It was called Jack Hare. And the book told the story of Jack Hare and, uh, and him being hidden somewhere in the country. This book went on to sell more than a million copies as people searched everywhere for this golden hair. Well, I thought I'd give you a chance to have a quick look at one of the pictures. So here's a picture uh, and see whether you can tell uh, any clues in this picture. Well, if you're like me, you probably couldn't. But actually, it turned out that on every painting, if you drew a line from the eye of the creature through the paws of the animal, it pointed to a letter in the border of the picture. And these letters came together to form words. And the word for this particular picture is the word amulet. 
And uh, this one word, coupled with another 18 words, formed a long string of sentence, which gave the clue to the whereabouts of the hare. Well, countless lawns were dug up and uh, all over the country as people went around trying to find Jack Hare. But you needn't rush out to buy the book. Uh, he was found three years later, uh, in 1982, he was discovered. And actually, um, he was reunited with Kit Williams at an exhibition uh, in, 19, uh, sorry, in 2009, when Kit uh, did an exhibition of his artwork. And uh, the owner of Jack Hare, who was then living out in the Middle East, said the jewellery could be exhibited at the same time. So here's a picture of Kit with uh, being reunited with Jack Hare after all these years. We all love to find treasure. We all love to accumulate treasure. But when we think about treasure, we normally think about stuff, material things, things that we gather, things that we can keep, things that are precious, things that we can hoard. In the story of Christmas, we find a different sort of treasure. In Luke's Gospel, we, we find the account, or one of the accounts, of the birth of Jesus. And uh, we see in Luke chapter 2, um, this angelic visitation to the shepherds out in the fields. And then the shepherds who've been told where the baby Jesus was located, went to find him and to worship him. And it says this in Luke chapter 2 from verse 16. The shepherds, they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The shepherds hurry to find Jesus and they find him just as the angels said they would, lying in a manger. And Luke says, uh, says they were so amazed at their encounter with the baby Jesus, they went off and they spread the word. They told everyone they could find about this child that had been born. I've always been struck by a, a one little word in this section in Luke's gospel, in this account of Jesus' birth. And it's this tiny little word, but. It says the shepherds went around telling everyone who would listen about the amazing birth of Jesus. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. It seems that the shepherds went public, but Mary went private. Mary would have had very few possessions at the time. She wouldn't have had treasure. She wouldn't have had things of real value. In a sense, she was, she was kind of living uh, a very nomadic life uh, since um, probably telling her family that she was pregnant and having to deal with the issues around that, not being married to Joseph. At the time Jesus was born, she would have had very little treasure. But she chose in the moment, in the experience of the circumstances around Jesus' birth, to kind of scoop up the experiences that were happening to her and to take them into her heart as treasure. We can imagine her sort of trying to process all the stuff that had gone on, her journey uh, to, to basically, on, on, you know, with Joseph over many days for this Roman census, the, the, the lack of um, a place to stay, having to give birth on her own, uh, in, a, in an outbuilding surrounded by animals. And then all these strange people turning up, shepherds arriving who'd been told by angelic visitations about the birth of her son. And she had so much to process and so much to try and work through. But it seemed that Mary determined that none of this would be lost. She, she gathered 
it up like treasure and she took it in to her heart. And the public praise of the shepherds was an, an important expression, but I think Mary's expression is equally important. She, they went public and she went deep into private meditation, processing and, and treasuring what had happened to her and seeing the birth of her incredible son, Jesus Christ. The word used by Luke in, in, the, uh, in, in the gospel here, um, when it says that Mary treasured these things and pondered them in her heart, it's a word that means to combine, to bring together. And it seemed that Mary was trying to take these things and build a more cohesive picture of who God was and how God was acting in her life. And she pondered, I think she reflected, and I think in doing that she discovered more of who God was and more of who Jesus was. And she was kind of infusing the real treasure of her experience. I think she created what I've called in this talk heart treasure. I think she was, was taking things in and creating heart treasure. And I think creating heart treasure in the way that Mary did is really difficult in our modern society because everything moves so fast, everything moves so quickly. We don't have time to stop and kind of collect the treasure of the moments and the experiences that we have. Back in the 1800s, people went off panning for gold. Prospectors would go off to trying to discover gold, and, and panning was the simplest way to try and find gold. You'd take, a, you'd take a flat pan, and you would go to where you thought gold might be, and you'd find a river, and you'd scoop up the gravel and the sand and the silt from the river, and then you'd kind of swirl it around with some water, hoping that the, the heavy gold would be left in the pan and all the sort of gravel and sand would be washed away and you pan for gold. And it would take a long time to sift through, but occasionally you would find treasure. You would find gold dust or you would find gold nuggets. Panning was a time-consuming business, but it did yield treasure. And as that panning process took place, what was happening, people were separating the worthless from the valuable. And I think it was almost like Mary was doing this panning process as she pondered all that was happening to her around the birth of Jesus. She was creating her own heart treasure from her experiences. And I think heart treasure is important for all of us in our spiritual and emotional well-being. It's, it's important for a whole number of reasons. I think the, the key things about heart treasure is that, that it can't be lost. It also shows us what is of real value. Heart treasure helps us cope with what we don't understand in life, the difficult questions. And heart treasure, I think, also gives us resource and capacity to do life well. So I'll look at each of these points today in turn. So heart treasure can't be lost. Unlike earthly treasure, heart treasure can't be lost. Jesus said the stuff that we gather on earth, it can, it can be lost, it can be stolen. The, the, the treasure that we bring around us, it degrades, it gets damaged, it grows old, it can break, and it can be lost to us, it can be stolen, we can lose it. But the treasure that we create in our hearts can never be taken from us, can never break, and can never spoil. My experience of God, your experience of God, these are unique stories. And they combine with the character of God to produce unique heart treasure for each one of us. The times when he's come to us, the times when we felt his presence, the times when we've experienced his comfort, his love, his grace, his forgiveness, 
All these unique moments we have opportunity to treasure in our lives. When you interact with God, you create a unique story, a unique moment, and that is a very precious thing. That is as, as precious as treasure. And if we take time to ponder and reflect these, this heart treasure builds a bigger picture of God, a bigger understanding of who he is. And it fashions something really beautiful, I believe, in our lives. Mary had her story from which she brought treasure. You have your story. I have my story. And we all can garner heart treasure from our experiences from God. So taking the time as Mary did to stop and to ponder and to sift through the clutter, to find the valuable is really, really important. In our busy days, we have to look for God's whisper. We have to look for God's interaction. We have to look for God's plan because these are precious moments, precious interactions that can be treasured in our own lives and hearts. And when we create heart treasure, it helps us build a bigger picture. It helps to deepen our connection with God. It helps us see more of his work in our lives. So creating heart treasure helps us. It helps us because it can't be taken away. It can't be stolen. It's with us and it grows and develops this deeper understanding of who God is in our lives. And I think heart treasure shows us also what is of real value. Jesus told us that our hearts and our treasure are actually closely linked. He said this in Matthew's Gospel. He said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And Jesus is saying what we really value, what we perceive as treasure, well, that's where our heart will be. That's where our affection will be. That's where our attention will be. If you want to find out where your heart is, look at your treasure. Because where your treasure is, that's where your heart also will be. One of the things those gold prospectors had to be aware of when they were looking for gold was a thing called pyrites, or known to, to gold hunters as fool's gold. It's a, a mineral that looks very similar to gold on the outside, but actually it's, it's really worthless. It's a very little value whatsoever. But you can imagine a gold prospector seeing the glint of pyrites and thinking they'd struck rich, thinking they'd found real treasure. But it was fool's gold. It was worth nothing to them. There's so much around us that has the appearance of treasure. There's so much around us that has the, the appearance of real preciousness. But in fact, it's like the fool's gold that the, uh, the prospectors will come across. Fool's gold was quite, quite abundant in gold country. So you're more likely to find fool's gold maybe than, than real gold. Real gold took more work, more effort. Lots of stuff in life, it glitters. Lots of stuff in life wants the affections of our heart. But very little of it is of any real value, is real treasure. You know, what in your life is worth, is worthy of the affection of your heart? Because where your heart is, your treasure is. And where your treasure is, your heart is. Jesus said the essence of life is loving God and loving each other. This is where our hearts belong. This is this is, these are the two things that have real worth, a worthy affection of our hearts. Heart treasure is like no other treasure you will find on the earth because it has real value. It's where the affection of your heart needs to be. And at the centre, I think, of, of heart treasure is the person of Jesus Christ. He once told a parable about a pearl merchant who was looking for the best pearl, 
the best pearl. And when he found the best pearl, he sold all his other pearls to obtain the best pearl. And when we set our affections on Jesus Christ, he becomes the centre of our heart treasure. He's the, he's, the, he's the pearl of great price. Satan, it says in the scriptures, was so desperate to have the treasure of Jesus, he was willing to give all the other treasures of the earth in exchange for this pearl of great price. So heart treasure helps us to keep and recognise where our, our affection should be. What's got real value in our lives? Jesus has eternal value. And heart treasure has eternal value. And Jesus said, don't store up your treasures on earth because they're going to ruin, they're going to spoil, they're going to degrade. They're even going to be stolen and taken from you. And what's more, that treasure you store on earth cannot cross the boundary of death. It cannot cross, you can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. There's that old, that old adage that, you know, no hearse ever has a big trailer behind it, all the person's stuff on it, following them into death. We can't take any earthly treasure with us into the next into, into, into eternity. We can't take it with us. But heart treasure crosses that barrier, crosses the barrier of death into eternal life. It's a something of real value. If you're trusting in Jesus today and you're accumulating treasure in your heart, that treasure will last forever, will go with you into eternity. And if you're not trusting Jesus, maybe think, where are the affections in my heart? What am I treasuring in life? What's got real value? Have I misplaced my affections? Am I seeing something as treasure that isn't treasure? What's of real worth in life? Heart treasure, I think, can also cope us, help us cope Sorry, when we don't understand the, the complexities that life throws at us. As we continue to read Luke's Gospel in chapter 2, we find this interesting story of, of Jesus as a 12-year-old boy and uh, he travels with his family, with Mary and Joseph and relatives. They travel up to Jerusalem to celebrate the festival of the Passover. And when the festival is over, the family uh, come away and, and journey back to their homes. And they realise that Jesus is missing. He's not with the kind of the caravan of the family, the travelling party. And frantically, they go back to Jerusalem. And they spend three days looking for Jesus. And eventually they find him in the temple courts. And he's sitting and listening and interacting with the religious teachers of the day. And you can imagine, well, I can imagine as a parent how worried and frustrated and then slightly annoyed when I find Jesus just sitting there calmly um, interacting with these leaders as if, as if nothing's happening, as if no one should be worried about him. And Luke tells us this, he says, When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. And Jesus gives this strange response. He says, Why were you searching for me? He asked, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? And I can imagine Mary and Joseph being confused, worried, frustrated, and maybe slightly annoyed and angry at, at Jesus seeming not caring about the care and concern that they, they had when they found him missing. Jesus' cryptic response didn't help. It didn't help the situation. And Luke tells us they did not understand what he was saying to them. What did Mary do with this stressful, confusing, frustrating experience? Well, Luke goes on to tell us once again that she treasured all these things in her heart. Mary was prepared to treasure even the things she didn't understand, even the things that were frustrating or confusing. She took them into her heart 
to pan through and find the treasure, to find the meaning. She didn't let her limited understanding of the situation or of even what God and Jesus was was doing at that time. She didn't let that sort of filter out her ability to receive and sort of work through what was the treasure here? What's the treasure to be found in this experience? Jesus presented Mary with something completely outside the normal, something she wouldn't expect a 12-year-old boy to do. And yet Mary was still prepared to, to look for the treasure in something that didn't fit into her normal paradigm. She could have discounted it. She could have been very frustrated by it. She could have let it cause uh, a wound in her soul. She could have had anxiety around it. And Mary probably had a whole range of feelings. But Luke says she also took the time to create heart treasure from the experience. I think later in life, Mary would have had a much better understanding of Jesus' passion for the temple, his passion for the, his father's house and what that really represented. And probably looking back, she'd have remembered that, that day when they found Jesus as a 12-year-old boy in the temple. And it would have made a lot more sense to her. She would have understood the zeal that Jesus had at a, at a very young age for his father's house. And so by choosing to convert that difficult experience into heart treasure, it broadened her understanding and her picture of who God was. It gave opportunity to grow and mature her. Mary chose to believe that God was displaying something in this strange behaviour. I think we too can gather heart treasure, even from the most difficult experiences that we go through. Even the stuff we don't fully understand, even the questions that we face that, that seem paradoxical or confusing or at odds with God's character, I think there's treasure to be found in all these experiences. Life presents us with so many unanswered questions, so many perplexing situations. What do we do with them? How do we process them? I think if we're committed to to try and find the treasure in them, then we will grow. We will will deepen our understanding of who God is. We serve and love a big God, a big God, a God who's beyond ultimately our, our full understanding. We get whispers of understanding. We get glimpses of his character, but if he really is God, then he will be beyond our comprehension to some degree. And occasionally he'll interact with us in a way we don't fully understand. Are we prepared to look for the heart treasure? Are we prepared to go deeper and and, and pan through and say, God, what are you saying to me in this situation? If our image of God shrinks and grows based upon our own limited understanding, then then I think we, we limit our ability to mature and grow in God. If we're always looking for the positive, if we're always looking for the things to work out in the way we think they should work out or maybe fit in with our theology or our past experience. And I think we limit how big God can become in our lives. Mary took a confusing situation and she, she turned it into treasure. She took it into her heart. And we can look back now and read that passage with hindsight and say it's obvious what Jesus was doing. But for Mary, it would have been a difficult and confusing situation. But she chose to believe God was at work in it. I'm sure there's heart treasure even to be found during this difficult season of COVID, in the frustrations, in the annoyances, in the fear, in the anxiety. There's treasure to be found, I'm sure, if we pan through our experiences, as we look at the activity of God in our lives. There's nuggets of gold here, I think, that we can take into ourselves that will help us in the future. We all want this season to end, don't we? We all want to return back to some normality. 
But I think if we just kind of, let's forget 2020, we'll miss the heart treasure, I think, that's here to be discovered for each one of us. Because God has been at work and is working. And if we pan through, we can discern heart treasure that will help us see a bigger God, I think, in the future. And finally, I think heart treasure gives us resources for life. When we gather treasure into our hearts this way, I think it expands us spiritually, expands us emotionally. I think it broadens and deepens our foundation. It gives us something more solid to stand upon. And I think when we have heart treasure, we've got reserves to draw upon when times get tough, when challenges come, when demands are placed upon us. Jesus said, what the mouth speaks, the heart is full of. And I remember someone telling me once, when you're, when you're bumped, what spills over is actually what's, what your heart is full of. So imagine yourself carrying a very full cup and someone knocks you and it, it spills over. And similarly, when we're bumped, when life bumps us and people bump us in different ways, what spills over is what's in our heart. And I think if we have spent time accumulating heart treasure, what spills over can be grace. What spills over can be unconditional love. What spills over can be compassion. But if we've not spent time developing those inner reserves, when life bumps us, when demands come, then we can find ourselves not responding in a way that is gracious. Not respond. We have, we have no, no additional capacity to draw from. We have no treasure to go into and pull out. We can't, we can't have that overflow to somebody else if we've not developed that inner reserve. Someone said to me, it's a bit like digging your own well and creating a, a reserve within yourself that you can draw from when times are hard. You know, if, if treasure in our lives is mostly material things, that, that's not going to help us. We can't draw on material things emotionally. We can't draw on material things spiritually. We can't even draw on material things relationally. We have to develop inner heart treasure for those times when life demands more from us. When Mary, back at the birth of Jesus, treasured those things in her heart, she was laying up reserves, I believe, for her future. Being the mother of Jesus would be a difficult task, a demanding task, a harrowing task. But she was laying up reserves for her future that she could draw upon when times got difficult. It's as if she was investing investing in the work of God, stewarding what God was doing in our life so it actually could pay dividends in the future. So I think heart treasure gives us great capacity and also gives us the ability for the life that God is calling us to. It creates reserves and resources within us that go beyond ourselves, that go beyond who we, who we are, what we can draw from. It creates a reserve in us, a capacity in us to be the people of God. The Apostle Peter said, Jesus has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him. It says that in 2 Peter. And the word knowledge there that Peter uses, it's, a, it's an accumulating word. It's not like we, we type the word Jesus into Wikipedia and we read a paragraph. The word knowledge there is an accumulating word, a cumulative word. And it's like the knowledge of Jesus is something that grows and develops over time. And it's like our recognition of Jesus gets better and better and better. And as we ponder and reflect in our lives and take the time to create treasure from our experiences, we see Jesus in more places, more and more places. We see the activity of him 
in more and more places in our lives. Maybe in the places that we wouldn't think he'd be acting. We see that we recognise him in more and more areas, in more and more experiences. And we begin to see God's plan in a more clear way. The treasure begins to emerge from the clutter. We're facing a very different Christmas under COVID, aren't we? But as you think back to that first Christmas that Mary experienced, for her, it was a time of trauma and turmoil. It wasn't a time of tinsel and Christmas trees and presents. For her, that first Christmas was a traumatic time. But she chose to produce treasure from it. And if you're looking at Christmas this year as a traumatic time, you too can choose to bring and create treasure from it. Maybe your Christmas will be quieter this year than normal. Maybe you'll have more time to ponder and reflect and sort of gather up the experiences of the, of the year and sift through and say, Lord, what, what is the treasure in this? What's of real value? What needs to go into my heart and become part of me so I have a deeper understanding of who you are and your love? I want to encourage you this Christmas. Like the shepherds, it's easy to go public sometimes. It's easy to go big, easy to go large. But the shepherds went public. Mary went private. She pondered and she treasured in meditation, in the quiet place, in the secret place with Jesus. I want to encourage you to do the same at this Christmas time. Sometimes, I think often, public is much easier than private. Sometimes we worry about going into that quiet place, but there's treasure here for you, there's treasure here for me, if we take the time to kind of pan through and say, Lord, what's of value here? What can I, what can I bring into my heart? What will deepen my relationship with you? How can I become a richer person because of what's happened during 2020? That's what Mary did all those years ago in the mess of the outbuildings and the animals and the shepherd visitations and all the stuff that was going on. She centred herself and she created treasure from her experiences. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you're at work in our lives, often in ways that we don't recognise or understand. God, would you help us to create heart treasure this Christmas from all that's happened to us over 2020. Help us to pan through and to recognise your work, to recognise your face, to recognise your hand, even the things we don't understand, even the things that have been complex or frustrating. God, help us to pan through and find the treasure, find that which is of real worth and help us to sort of deepen our, our experience and understanding of you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your great love. We thank you that you are the, the treasure. You are the pearl of great price. And help our affection to be upon you and upon our friends and our families this year in just a greater way. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Whit Riverside.